Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hey guys, this is Liz Cambay. This is Nikki Collins. What up guys, this is Esther Clark. Hey, this is Imani Lee Stafford. Hey, this is Jordan Canada. This is Asia Wilson. Welcome to the WNBA Nation. WNBA Nation, welcome back to another episode. My name is Kyle Haywood and I am excited tonight to be talking with you tonight, this morning, this afternoon, whenever it is that you happen to be listening to the show. But I am amped to sit down and have a chat with, uh, with you guys about everything WNBA and women's basketball. Man, I feel like, so this is Monday night, uh, Monday night, the June 13th that I'm recording this and I just gotta say, it, feels like I'm just now recovering after all of the craziness that happened over uh, uh over all four games that that went down on Sunday. That was absolutely wild and it was it was a ton of fun. But that being said, um we've got a ton of topics, we've got a ton of results. We've got standings, we've got power rankings, we've got all kinds of fun stuff that I want to talk with you about today and if but before I hop into that, I do, I just want to stop and, uh, and thank each of you for listening. If you want to connect with the show, the best ways to do that are to follow us on Twitter at WNBA Nation Pod or connect with us in a few other ways through our website, WNBANation.com. You can check out our YouTube channel there. You can check out our blog. You can check out, um, our episodes are right there on our website. You can listen to them, uh, just easily right there. You can get to know us a little bit better. You can visit our merch store. Everything WNBA Nation is right there in one central hub. So make sure you're checking out WNBANation.com. It's a ton of fun. And uh, make sure you're paying attention for when we announce uh, watch parties on playback. We love having those. Uh, we're planning on doing one a little bit later this week. Um, probably like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday type of game. We'll look at, uh, at games happening, uh, over those days and, and we'll see what, uh, what we end up doing there. But I just, I, I gotta get into it. I gotta get straight into the results that happened on Sunday because, uh, I woke up, I looked at this, this slate of games and I thought, oh man, like, 
couple pretty decent matchups here. You know, I'm really interested to see. And, um, you know, I was really curious about the Seattle-Dallas matchup. Seattle's been on the upticks. Dallas has been on a negative trajectory. And then that Indiana-Minnesota had me interested because those are two teams kind of at the bottom that are, you know, kind of fighting their way up, obviously, with two very different expectations at the start of the season. So that game intrigued me. But I'll tell you what. At the end of the day, on Sunday night, I was spent. I was exhausted because every one of these games was intense and had drama. We had statistical, uh, you know, some big things statistically that came through. It was just, it was a ton. It was a lot. And I absolutely loved every single second of it. Um, gotta start off, gotta start off and give a shout out to the Chicago Sky New York Liberty game. That game was absolutely phenomenal. Start to finish. I loved everything that, uh, that I saw out of these two teams. Lib, Liberty fans, you, you have to be excited about the trajectory of your team right now. Let's just cover that right out the gate. All right. Um, prior to the game on Sunday, the Liberty had won four of their last five. Um, and we're coming into a Chicago Sky team that also has looked really, really solid. You know, the Chicago Sky team, um, you know, seven and three over their last 10. They're sitting currently at number three and, you know, they're looking good. I think the Chicago team looks like the type of team that is a legitimate title contender. And the Liberty played host to the Chicago Sky and just about came out with a big signature victory here. Now, let's, let's talk about Chicago first. Obviously, some big performances by Emma Miesemann with 20 and 11. Um, Courtney Vandersloot, obviously, uh, as well with 20 points, 10 assists. So a couple of double-doubles there. Uh, Allie Quigley pitched in 16 points. And uh, Kalia Copper also uh, added 13 as well. Um but it was just a it was just a a super fun game to watch. I thought this was a, a really solid Chicago Sky roster that came through. Candace Parker didn't have a great game. Um, went one for four from the field. Only played twenty twenty one minutes. Only had four points. So not a huge game from Parker. But overall, really strong performance from the Chicago Sky and especially being able to win on the road and had a big fourth quarter push that ended up putting them ahead um, and, uh, and, and winning the game for them. Obviously, let's talk New York. Uh, the, the big, one of the big storylines, I guess you could say, um, is Sabrina Ionescu with a triple double. She had a triple-double, I believe, by the end of the third quarter, if I'm remembering. I, I apologize if some of these games are blurring together. Um, but uh, I believe, yeah, by the end of the third quarter, she I think she had it or was maybe one statistic off. I can't remember exactly. 27 points, 13 rebounds, two assist, or 12 assists, and uh, just a, an absolutely fantastic game there. Um, her shooting lately has been... Absolutely unreal. UNESCO uh, seems to be really on a tear um, just the last few games, uh, you know, going 10 of 11, obviously the big, the big game that she had against Minnesota. Um, you know, she went four for 10 against Indiana, Indiana, but then uh, uh, nine for 16 
against the Chicago Sky. So pretty solid shooting across the board from UNESCO. Um, love to see Crystal Dangerfield out there. I like this backcourt of Dangerfield UNESCO. I think this is something that really seems to have kind of come into its own. And I like to see, I, I really am enjoying what I'm seeing here uh, out of Crystal Dangerfield. Um, Seth Dolson, solid, uh, solid performance there. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was really good. Uh, obviously, Hanshu, uh, with, she's, she's really developed well. I really like what we're seeing. And the awesome part about this New York Liberty squad was that they had, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players get 20 plus minutes. So that's pretty solid. Uh, obviously, you know, Becca Allen only getting seven minutes uh, there in the game. So, you know, that obviously is going to add a little bit of bench depth there. But I, I want to gush about Chicago um, because they deserve it. They've, they're, they're looking really good sitting in third place. But, man, my attention right now is on the New York Liberty if I'm talking about these two teams. Because the Liberty, again... Um, They've won four of their last six and including this really close, close game in which I'll say, I thought the majority of this game, New York looked like the better team. Like hands down, I thought New York looked like a better team. Uh, they had some big highlight plays that came through. Obviously, Johannes is uh, sick, no look behind the back pass, just if if you haven't seen it, hop on Twitter. It's everywhere right now, um, but it's it, it was just mind blowing. And uh, so, I think you got to look at this positively. Chicago has to come in and look at this positively because they came in a team that was kind of hot, turning a corner, won four of their last five on the road, um, playing against a, and a you know the opponent they have an opponent drop a triple double and they still find a way to grind out the win at the end chicago has to get w's like this in order to um you know these are these are the kind of w's that make champions so chicago sky fans should be very very positive about this game liberty fans should also be positive about this game because well if you look at their if you, if you look at their schedule when i mentioned they had won four of their last five that was against the Indiana Fever, the Minnesota Lynx, and the Indiana Fever. Again, were three of those games. Now, they did get a W against Washington in Washington, so that was good. But really, three of those games, three of those four wins were kind of against the the bottom dregs of the league. So this was really positive being able to see them come out and uh, play against a top dog like Chicago and, and play well. So big game. Really enjoyed it. I don't plan on spending that much time on all of these games. <laughs> But I just, uh, I, I will, I, I did have to point that one out. Um, Seattle and Dallas ended up being a really solid game as well. Um, uh, you know, it ended up kind of coming close, somewhat close down to the wire, you know, five point victory for Seattle, who now sit in fourth place. Remember when Seattle was sitting down out of playoff contention early on in the season, uh, just in the first few games? They've really, uh, they really seem to have, kind of brought things along. Um, Joel Lloyd, Bree Stewart, Brianna Stewart, just obviously those two. Um, solid. Just there. You, you know exactly what you're going to get from them at this point. And both Lloyd and Stewie. Um, 
delivering, uh, of course, across the board. Um, Mag Vigor also coming along really, really well. Love that she's getting those starting minutes. She's playing, uh, she played second in minutes only to Stewie. So some really, really good basketball coming out of Mag Vigor. Um, but there wasn't a whole lot of depth. Those three players really carried the vast majority bulk of the scoring and the rest, you know, everybody else was pitching in, you know, two points, three points here and there. Not a lot from a depth of scoring in Seattle. So a little concern there. Um, but not as much concern as you have if you are the Dallas Wings who have now lost three straight, uh, looking really, really rough right now for the Dallas Wings. Um, battling everything from injuries to, uh, just a lot. There's a lot happening, unfortunately, for Dallas. Uh, Sabli obviously went out in this game, uh, with an injury. Agumba Wale getting ejected for kicking the ball. Um, I don't know, uh, on the kickball, for me, uh, here, here's, here's, Here's my take on the kickball because I've seen a lot of people have a take. So I got to give my take. Here is Kyle Haywood's take on the Enrique Kumbawale kick the ball. Now, if this was a one time, uh, deal, you know, where, where, uh, you know, just kind of reactionary, the ball comes flying out of reactionary, it shoots off in the crowd, like totally understand. Um, the fact that this came not too far after she kicked the um, the scorers was it the scorer stand basically yeah the the, the kind of electronic display um, she kicked that out of frustration and um, so I think that eyes were on Agumba Wale I think that they you know you'd already kind of seen some of that and I think that as well as the fact that it went shooting into the stands and really could have hurt a fan. I think those two things combined, you had to make a call. Like the referees, I, I, I'll i say this. I think that it probably wasn't as intense. I don't think her intention was as intense as it ended up coming out. So I, I totally understand that. But I will also say that I think the refs made the right call. I think the refs were, you know, um, just basic you know, player and fan protection, you know, so, something like that happens and they had to make the right call. Um, and I honestly would rather have them make that call than not make that call. Um, if you're going to err on one side or the other. So Enrique, I don't know if you're ever going to listen to this, but if you do, I apologize for, for, you know, air, uh, for siding with the refs here, but I do understand where she's been coming from and saying, you know, Oh, it, it wasn't, I didn't, it wasn't supposed to be that big of a thing. You know, it wasn't a big deal. It just, my foot kicked out and the ball shot off. I get both of those sides. I totally understand. Um, but I do think the ejection was probably warranted again with the recency of the other kick that she had and the fact that it shot out toward a fan and could have injured somebody. I, I think you have to make that call. You're kind of almost forced to make that call if you're a referee in that position. So, um, Dallas, trajectory not good just just really not good um yeah i hope i hope they can figure something out um obviously injuries being one thing um and and just kind of a seeming uh seeming just 
just frustration boiling over uh, a few different times for this team, um, I think was, was, was kind of unfortunate. So, um, big, good, solid win for Seattle. Um, Dallas, unfortunately, you know, suffers just kind of just another loss in this string of losses that they've had. Um, but let's go ahead and move on to, uh, the Phoenix Mercury Washington Mystics game. Um, this one was a lot of fun. This one went into overtime, which, uh, which I'm always a fan of. I'm always down for, uh, big overtime games. And Phoenix coming out with the W here. You know, Phoenix who had struggled for a long time. I mean, Phoenix was looking as bad as anybody in this league. And Washington was looking as good as anybody in this league. But Phoenix has kind of turned a corner here. After losing, what, like seven or eight in a row? They're now on a three-game winning streak and looking really, really solid. Um you know, a couple big games, obviously, Skydig, just phenomenal play across the board. Uh, she ended up with 27 and was plus 14 on the night. Um, the only players to, to, uh, outperform her in the plus minus were Shea Petty and Jenny Sims, who ended up at night plus 19 and plus 21, respectively. Um, Shea Petty off the bench has been a revelation. Um, and I, I shouldn't say revelation. We know what Petty can do. So um, you shouldn't be surprised. That being said, man, love what we're seeing from Petty out on the floor. Um, Tarasi with 20 points, um, you know, pr- pretty solid there. DeShields and Charles chipping in 13 and 12 apiece, uh, respectively there. Um, and Washington by all, you know, by all accounts, really probably should have had this game towards the end, had a lot of opportunities to, to put it away, ended up letting it slip, went into overtime and, uh, and were just totally outmatched in that, in that short overtime period, being outscored 14 to five in the extra, in the extra period there. Um, Heinz Allen leading the way for the Mystics with 18 points, really solid there. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, also had 10 boards. So coming up with the double double Atkins, Shakir Austin, honestly has been really good. We need to probably do an episode here soon. Maybe, maybe Logan and Steve on their next recording will do something, uh, related to just the phenomenal play of rookies this season because Austin and Egbo and, uh, Smith and Howard and just across the board, really, really solid play from rookies and, you know, Sunday night was no different for Shakira Austin, chipping in 12 points, six rebounds, and a block and uh, a block shot. So really solid there. Um, I don't have a ton to say in this game uh, other than, you know, Tarasi getting teed up. And, uh, you know, seems like uh, I know she's always been prone to technos, but it seems like she's she's <laughs> I don't know. there's, there's a lot. I should have, uh, I, I believe, uh, DT's bun always does a, uh, a contest at the very beginning of every season where you need to predict the amount of technicals that Tarasi's going to get on the season. And, um, I believe I won it one year. I think I got like on the nose or something, but, um, I think it's going to be pretty high this season. 
there's just something about something about this season. I, I think it's I think it's gonna be pretty high. Um, but good good victory there for Phoenix as they continue on. Uh, I think that this was probably a a really really solid victory that they wanted. Um, obviously Washington missing uh, Deladon, um, which was kind of kind of the way that we saw this kind of going. Um, but I mean, they've won three straight Phoenix has won three straight, but really even before they, they started winning their two, their last two losses were a close loss against Chicago and a really close loss against Connecticut. So they started playing teams really well, um, went out, got back to their winning ways with a couple of victories over LA and Atlanta, uh, who both, you know, seem not quite as hot as they were to start off the season. Um, and then Washington kind of the same. So it seems as though Phoenix has in their rise has kind of played, uh, their, their schedule has allowed them to play a couple teams who seem to be slipping a little bit and struggling a little bit as of late. And I think that getting some wins and playing some of those close games against those top teams has to do wonders for this uh, Mercury squad who for a long time looked like they were going to be well out of the playoff race. Um, now currently sitting again in at the number eight seed, uh, technically tied record wise with LA, but I will say if you're just, if you're taking one team over the other Phoenix, you got to take Phoenix because LA does not look good right now. Uh, we'll get to them a little later. <laughs> so, uh, last game of the night was Indiana and Minnesota. And this one, this one was, this one was heated. This one got a little, got a little chippy. Uh, you gotta say, um, probably the kind of the big, play that, that stands out in my mind as far as like the chippiness goes. It was Ariel Powers. Um, I'm trying to remember who it was. I know that she turned, uh, basically she was fouled. Let's just say, call it what it was. She was fouled at midcourt and I'm blanking on who it was that actually fouled her. Um, she went down, they didn't call the foul and she stood up and immediately started yelling, ran up and pushed Nelissa Smith. Uh, who wasn't the one that fouled her. She thought that it was Smith that fouled her, but it wasn't. Um, and uh, there ended up being technicals all the way around for, I think, uh, oh, was it was it Smith and Egbo that got technicals? And then obviously Powers with the technicals as well. It was, it was just a lot. It was a lot. It was a really heated exchange. Um, I will say, on behalf of Minnesota and also Indiana, not a great... Not a great game officiating wise. Just I I thought overall it um it wasn't it wasn't really solid as far as the officiating goes. And I rarely ever am gonna make comments on that, but I can see why some of the uh frustration was being shown, uh especially in that moment from aerial powers. So I get it. Um when you know certain when the when the game starts rolling a certain way and there's just a certain vibe, then, you know, uh, tempers seem to, to flare up in, in those types of games when there's, there seems to be more missed calls than usual. Um, and especially kind of blatant ones at mid court on a fast break type situation. Um, I get it. So, uh, totally, I, I guess I understand, you know, but 
again, pushing, shoving, screaming, yelling, all that. You gotta, you gotta, if you let it out, you're going to have to live with the consequences. So that's, that's kind of what, what we ended up seeing there. Um, this was a, uh, I have a hard time calling this a good win for Indiana. Although if we're being honest, I think any win for Indiana this season is a good win. Um, considering how completely young and fresh their entire roster is, plus having, uh, you know, fired their coach or, you know, whatever, parting ways with their coach, you know, having a, a new head, interim head coach stepping in. Anytime you get a victory is big. And you should, if there's one team that you should beat this season, it's Minnesota. I don't know what's going down with Minnesota, but man, it's, it's not good. Not good. Obviously, Minnesota, no minutes at all from Kayla McBride, Sylvia Fowles, Alyssa Kinane, and Natalie Achanwa. Obviously, those are four names all on the Lynx roster that didn't see the didn't see the court. Um, but Nikolina Milic, um, really solid game. Twenty three points on eleven of nineteen shooting. Um, really solid performance there. Also chipped in six boards and three assists. Uh, she led the way for the Lynx. Um, they may have found a little gem there. Excited to see what comes out of that. Um, Powers also had 15 with Mariah Jefferson and Bridget Carlton also, uh, with 11 points apiece. Nalissa Smith is quietly really making a strong case for rookie of the year. I know a ton of attention has been put on Ryan Howard. And uh, deservedly so. Shakira Austin, same thing. But Nalissa Smith has been playing some great basketball. She's just been on a, a team that's losing a lot. And I think that, uh, I think she needs to, to be given some, uh, some attention here. You know, her last four games, she's had, uh, 10, 19, 15, and 21 points. Um, and rebounds wise, looking really solid with her last, you know, three games having seven, nine, and 14 boards. Um, this was probably her most complete game that you, that we've seen from her. She did have that game early on in the season, um, where she had 17 boards uh, and 12 points. But this was 21 points, 14 boards, and the four assists and two blocks. That's huge. Um, she's she's playing really good basketball on both ends of the court. Um, love, love what I'm seeing from Nalissa Smith. I think that uh, I think that Indiana has absolutely found uh, a centerpiece and a foundational piece for them moving forward. And I think that if Indiana's smart, they're going to try and lock Nalissa down uh, long term and start to build a lot of pieces around her. And uh, and I think that would be a wise choice there. Um. Couple, a uh, couple of games coming up to, uh, tonight as you are listening to this. We've got the Phoenix Mercury and the Washington Mystics at 7 p.m. Eastern time, as well as the Seattle Storm and Minnesota Lynx at 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, both of those games will be shown on ESPN, so make sure you're tuning in, uh, you know, set that DVR, whatever, you know, if, if you can't make that initially, but make sure you're checking out both those games on ESPN tomorrow. Some big games coming up there. Um, really exciting stuff. So um, that, that's pretty much all I've got for you tonight. Uh, 
ended up uh, doing a quick solo episode here. We've got a bunch of questions that you sent in on Twitter. Uh, apologize that we didn't get to those tonight. Those will be part of an upcoming episode. Don't worry. Um, that's going to be part of what we do. Reviews. Um, we got to give a shout out uh, on our uh, Apple Podcasts as you all have been uh, hopping on and giving us our ratings, um, you know, our ratings, we've, we've had a really solid bump in the amount of uh, five-star reviews that are coming through. I got to give a shout-out to our uh, good friend of the show and, and uh, consistent listener, Jason. Um, I don't know how to say your last name, the last name that you have on here, Bogosian. Bogosian? Apologize. I'm absolutely probably murdered that i apologize but they left a five-star review uh and and wrote uh the title of this review is a regular in my podcast rotation uh body of the of the review says got into the w a few years ago and wouldn't have stuck with it so passionately if not for the great pods from logan jason steve and kyle really appreciated steve's political aside from the may 29th show it was raw and more importantly truthful Keep up the good work, guys. Appreciate that, Jason. Thank you so much. The easiest way for you to get a shout out on our show is by dropping one of those five star reviews. Hit five stars, take 30 seconds to write a quick review. And the reason we do this isn't, it's, it's not all selfish. It's not, you know, oh, look what, we, you know, boost our ranks. Honestly, we, th- we think that the more people that can find WNBA podcasts in general are going to, like Jason said, stick with the league or find the league for the first time and stick with it. That's what we're hoping to do. And if you like our show, great. If you like another WNBA podcast, awesome. We do too. We listen to all of them. You know, we are constantly listening to locked on women's basketball, Winsider, her hoop stats, like, Around the Rim with LaChina, the Double Down. Like, we hit up all of those. We listen to those constantly. So, trust us. We're big fans of those shows. And go drop them a five-star review as well. We're big fans. And uh, and it, it can only do good for uh, WNBA and women's basketball in general. Uh, just getting ratings and, and downloads and different things like that. So thank you. Um, we know some other po- shows have actually seen so- a lot of growth lately. We love that. We don't feel competitive with these people. I think that if, if our show grows and their shows also grow, that's just getting more eyes and ears on this incredible product. Um, and well, let's be honest. We're not the greatest, you know, we're not, we're not everybody's favorite. You're, some people are going to like other people better. And that's cool. We're down with that. We hope you still listen to us. We hope you still interact with us. Um, but we're, we might not be your favorite show. And that's cool with us. We just hope that you still hang out and that uh, you uh, continue to be a part of the WNBA community. Um, but thank you all for listening. I'm going to go ahead and wrap up now as I've as I'm just about hitting that 30-minute mark. But thank you all for listening. Make sure you hit us up with a five-star review. Make sure you're following us on Twitter. Check out our merch at WNBANation.com. I'm drinking from the delicious mug. I'm wearing the shirts. Um, The hoodies, the hoodies. So comfortable. So comfortable. It's not hoodie season in most of the the country. It's hot. 
but get one. Trust me. Trust me. Sitting in an air-conditioned apartment or home with that hoodie on, mm, cuddle up and watch some Stranger Things with it, for real. Speaking of the Indiana fever. Um, but thank you for listening. For WNBA Nation, I'm Kyle Haywood, and we got you next time. No, I'll see if you're not even waiting for me.